Hi, this is Scott Trout, CEO of the domestic litigation firm Cordell & Cordell. There are many life changes that can happen after divorce that make it difficult or impossible to uphold requirements of your divorce decree. The orders issued in a divorce are based on the facts presented at that time, but the circumstances used in issuing those orders can obviously change. If you feel a modification to your court orders might be necessary, talk to us at Cordell & Cordell. Contact CordellCordell.com, 1065 East Hillsdale Boulevard, Suite 310, Foster City, California, 94404. You are listening to The Bird Calls on the Off the Glass, Nothing But Net, and 5x5 Podcast Networks. For more on your Pelicans, go to iTunes, search The Bird Calls, and subscribe today. What's up, Hells fans? Welcome to another special guest host edition of The Bird Calls. I'm your host right now and contributor to TheBirdRights.com, Preston Ellis. But today I'm turning the reins over to Mr. Chris Connor in an interview with athletic performance coach and Pelicans consultant, Coach Mike Guevara, better known as Coach Mike G. Now, in case you don't know who Mike G is, well, you've been missing out on a lot of the electric workouts of guys like Drew Holiday, Justin Holiday, Alfred Payton, Rajon Rondo, Frank Jackson, to name just a few, as well as the athletic prep he did with Victoria Azarenka at his facility in Sherman Oaks, California. That Hi, this is Scott Trout, CEO of the domestic litigation firm Cordell & Cordell. There are many life changes that can happen after divorce that make it difficult or impossible to uphold requirements of your divorce decree. The orders issued in a divorce are based on the facts presented at that time. But the circumstances used in issuing those orders can obviously change. If you feel a modification to your court orders might be necessary, talk to us at Cordell & Cordell. Contact CordellCordell.com, 1065 East Hillsdale Boulevard, Suite 310, Foster City, California, 94404. Helped her win the Australian Open twice. In addition, he's trained notable NFL players Julius Thomas, Jordan Camera, Malcolm Smith, just to name a few. Now, you can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Do It Moving, and I highly encourage you to do so as you can see some of the workouts of such names as the guys that I just mentioned, among others, uh, as specifically Frank Jackson, who looks to be a candidate for a breakout season. But first of all, thank you to Chris Connor, of course, for scoring this interview. Make sure to give him a follow at Impatient Bull. But one more thing before we get over to the interview, be sure to go to thebirdrights.com right now because we've got three great pieces up there right now from newcomers Charles LaRocca on Jaleel Okafor, Charlie Gonzalez on AD's recruiting tactics, as well as Ali Cosell's in-depth interview with this same Mike G. But for now, without further ado, here's Chris Connor and Coach Mike G. This is Chris Connor here from the, from the Bird Rights checking in with the and, uh, extended interview bringing all you guys here with uh, to follow uh, the podcast, all the content that we do, a special guest today. We have taken in all the way from sunny California, uh, mm. you know, Coach. <laughs> so we got, we got, we got Coach, Coach Mike G, who's yes, been giving us, giving us hella content from, <laughs> uh, you know, some of you guys' you know, favorite uh, or under the, under the radar Pelicans uh, players right now. And right, right. That you may know or remember. Uh, so, <laughs> so if I had this right here, man, you are a performance consultant, right? Yeah, basically what that means is as an independent contractor, I've been asked to consult the Pelicans performance department, which basically covers anything that has to do with training and nutrition and recovery. And um, I'm blessed to be a part of the organization, and I'm really excited uh, going on year two. So, yeah, let's get it. 
out, man. So uh, as we, as I like to say over here, well, I live in Chicago right now, but I'm but I'm, I'm from New Orleans. Uh, you just you just basically a um, a workout savage. That's what we go with. Appreciate <laughs> that. So 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 yeah, man. Um, uh, so. How did you how did you get linked with like you know with with the uh the company that you go with now like you know so well like working with you know with different different basketball players mm-hmm. working with the Pelicans like how did this all start for you like what's your what's your background getting into this you know to this game mm-hmm. out the bottom? So initially, I just like most of us that's in this training game where we were all ex athletes that kind of didn't make it professionally or, or or was blessed enough to get paid to, to do the sport that we love. Um, a minority of us do actually make it to the league or whatever, and then end up being trainers and doing it like that as well. But for the most, for the better part of us, <clears throat> our desire and passion didn't necessarily match our uh, talent, if you will. And uh, you know, we played at a at a decent level. I played at, I played college football at a, at a Division two level, and figured out that the God given talent that some of my peers were gifted didn't necessarily was possessed within myself. So I had to figure out other ways to get the job done. And that was through lifting weights. That was through training. That was through running routes and doing agility. And I just became a workout warrior. I just figured I was going to work harder than my competition since I wasn't blessed with authoritative size and or speed. I played receiver and I'm 5'8". I'm 170 pounds and I run a four six. So how am I going to get this done? <laughs> Was a question <laughs> for me. And, you know, just again, through falling in love with the weight room, I felt like that's where I was going to create an edge for myself. That being said, that naturally transitioned myself into the field that I am now professionally, which is performance training and nutrition and recovery and really just trying to make athletes the best that they can be and realize their best potential. And I've always been passionate as a human being in general. Like my father was 20 years military, so he he raised me with honor, discipline, respect, and just always going all in with stuff. It's never half speed. It's never half stepping and really committing. You know what I mean? So that's kind of the approach I've had my whole life. and And it's worked well with Football, it's worked well with my athletic career, and then it's worked really well with coaching, uh, what I do right now in, in the performance field. So as I graduated with an exercise science degree and, you know, majored in kinesiology and really took the track necessary to become who I am today, which the long version of this story is, is I worked out of the trunk of my car for about a year, got tired of traveling from city to city and, and, and putting a hundred thousand miles on my car and, you know, a year and a half, two years or whatever it was. And I uh, decided to, to find a home base. And it was a performance gym in Westlake village, California called the factory training. And I was an intern, an unpaid intern for eight years or not eight years. I was an un, un, unpaid intern for one year. And that's when I met Drew and I was an assistant. I basically set the weights up. I basically got them water when they needed water, towels. You know, I was the guy that that kind of assisted on all the programs. But one of the things that really set me apart from everyone else in terms of coaches was my ability to communicate and to identify with all age demographics and populations. I feel like I could speak to anybody. Um, Growing up in the military household, we were put in a multitude of environments from living in the South to living in overseas in Germany, to living in Colorado, to living on the West Coast. So 
that kind of developed my social skills and not being afraid to, to talk to anybody. And that's kind of how Drew and I started our relationship as kind of just me being an assistant to his program, to growing a friendship socially, and then really starting to hone my skills. And then him finally kind of handpicking me his second year in the league. And ever since his second year in the league, we've been working every single summer. And that's kind of how this all developed in the shorter, shorter terms of where we're at today. Wow, man, that, that's a that's a that's definitely a heck of a story there, man. And so, uh, <laughs> yeah. the, uh, the uh, you know half step and uh, little six day uh, cane love we uh, just got. There. Yeah, and but, um, no half stepping. I rock with that, man. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I see. I would have never, I would have never guessed that. Um, you know that was the route they took. So you've been, so you've been working with Drew since since Drew was like. I mean, we call him we call him Pro Drew now. After last year, you know, he had like seven different hairstyles. But you were working with like regular haircut Drew back in Philly, huh? Regular haircut Drew, like line up and 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 fade haircut Drew, <laughs> and sometimes no haircut Drew. Like he just be like whatever. <laughs> oh man, that's yo. I mean, that's love. So I mean, um, we don't. We're gonna talk about um, a little bit about Frank Jackson and you know and uh, Solomon Hill and some other guys that you've been that, that you've been dealing with later on. But um, I mean, talk talk a little bit about Drew Holiday. You've known him for a while, so you've seen him like have to mm. deal with some of uh, you know the uh, yeah. the you know the ups and downs that uh, absolutely he's had to persevere through, whether it been you know his family life or injuries. But yeah. you know, um, man, I mean, talk about the just what that man, you know, has been doing, like what he is today. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and you know, we can, you know, just just from a from a physical standpoint, because he has to overcome a lot. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. you talk about the leg injuries and the different random injuries he would get, whether you know it was messing up his eye socket, but whatever it was, mm-hmm. it's just something every year Drew had to overcome. And now you look at him now yeah. coming off of his. Uh, you know, his his most durable season. Uh yeah. talk about, you know, the role that you helped in, you know, helping him uh really, really uh you know, become one of the best two way players we're looking at and healthy, you know, compete. Right, right. Yeah, you know, it's almost like movie script type stuff because if you if you really break down his career and the different types of adversity that he's had to overcome both on and off the court and you Put that in a vacuum and consume that and really understand that and to witness what we were able to all be a part of last season, the, the coaching staff, his teammates, and everybody that, that we that I work with personally, you know, on the Pelicans performance staff was, was really a moment for me personally just because I was there every single step of the way. I, I was, I've been a common denominator in every single situation and – I feel like I'm more <laughs> more emotionally susceptible to experience the type of vindication and the type of the yes moment, like the the, yeah. the overcoming adversity moment, like like just because that's what type of dude I am. And 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 if you know Drew and you spoke to him, he's just so even keel and so calm and so collect and always just you know even keel Drew like. He was excited and happy about all the accomplishments this past season. But, like, when you ask me, I'm, like, ecstatic. I'm just, like, this was finally the, the moment that he deserves and that he 
he's been waiting for. But you ask him, he's just kind of like, yeah, man, I mean, I've always known I was, I've been capable of this. And, it, and it's just finally come to fruition that I was able to stay healthy and able to show people something that I've always known. And, uh, you know, just reflecting on everything that happened up to this season or this past season really just makes you realize that the type of determination, discipline, open to being educated, you know, really just trying to stay focused, the type of focus that it would take to continue to chomp at the bit, work, train, hoop, you know, whatever it is that, that, that he needed to do that was guided by whomever was guiding him, he was able to still keep his composure regardless of what was ever happening to him in that given time. And it continued to work because a lot of times, you know, people are shown stressful situations and they kind of fold under pressure. And, and he was able to overcome and finally get to a moment where the world could truly understand who Drew Holiday is as a basketball player. And I think that because he was able to overcome what he has, speaks volumes of him, not just as an athlete, but as a man and a human being. And for me personally, like he's not an athlete of mine. He's not a client of mine. He is family to me. And uh, it's a pleasure to be a part of his camp and to be a, to be his family member, to be his friend. So I don't know if I answered your question or not, but, <laughs> but that that's kind of that was more than out. enough. Man. That was more than enough, man. Yo, man. Yeah, Drew, bro. Man, been, uh, I mean, I mean, shout out to Drew. We, you know, we wish him nothing but uh, but but the, the uh, continued best of uh, success, health on and off the floor. And once again, uh, yo, I mean, we definitely uh, please uh, go follow. Coach Mike D on Twitter. I don't think I mentioned it in the beginning. At Mr. Do It Moving, capital capital M D M M. Oh well, capital I too. Yeah. I see if you're in the picture, same same handle, Mr. Do It Moving, but you got to capitalize yeah. the I T. Little somewhere in there, the type of Mr. Do It Moving, you'll find it. You'll find yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real quick on that, it's a it's a barrier term. I was born in the barrier, you know, so I got a little barrier swag to me. Uh, do it moving is like a phrase that means let's go, let's move on to the next endeavor. So I took that phrase and just flipped it to make it more relatable to like training, like because I want to do everything moving. You know what I mean? So it's Mister right. Do It Moving. I mean, I you know I love it, man. Uh, I mean, it's, it looks <laughs> like off the, off the videos we've been watching, we've been watching all these guys do a lot of things. You know, moving. We've been watching. I, That's right. I've seen a lot of a lot of interesting videos, and I don't know if you're a part of all these things, but so far I'm gonna go down this list. I've seen Frank Jackson walk up a hill with weights, with the car driving. <laughs> I don't know what the car was ghost. I don't know. I don't know if somebody was ghost riding the whip. Why he was ghost riding the whip? Okay. <laughs> you know. So 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 I don't know if that was going on. I've seen I've seen some boxing going on. I've seen a little bit of everything, yeah. and I've seen a little bit of basketball, but. In reference mm. to Frank Jackson, fans mm. are beyond in, in New Orleans, and this is one reason why you know why I told you when I said to you, you know, uh, mm. you know, like you know, you really, you really become, you know, someone that these, you know, that fans are talking about here because they really want to see Frank get on this floor. You know, the, like the one minute, yeah. the, the few minutes we had a chance to see him, in, you know, in summer league and some of the workouts, you know, have been awesome here. So talk about. You know, like I said, your videos are kind of just adding fuel to that fire. But sure. talk about how he looks. What should New Orleans expect from Frank Jackson? And you know, do we have a reason yeah. to be as excited as we are, man? Listen, here's the facts. The <laughs> what the people can expect is going to be something totally different than what is going to happen, just yeah. because there's just so many variables and factors that can go into 
anybody playing, right? Like, there's just so many different things that's going to influence or impact somebody getting on the floor and doing what they do. However, that being said, from a professional standpoint, me being a, a move, an, an, analyze, an analyzer of movement, okay, someone that looks at movement, studies movement, Frank Jackson is one of the most athletic people I've ever been around. So you have to wow. kind of find relativity and define the word athlete. So let me do that for you real quick. We're talking about pure horsepower, uh, change of direction, sudden explosion, strength, coordination. And you take all those terms and put them into one, Frank Jackson is probably top three that I've ever been around. That's, and that's, uh, that's amazing. Who are the other two? Wait, before you finish, who are the other two? Sure. Lauren Holiday, who Drew, Drew's wife, hey. <laughs> is up there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Lauren Holiday was a women's U.S. national team soccer player, phenomenal athlete. Um, and then number three, or top three, Reggie Bush. As you guys Ooh. know, the one the Saints running back, Reggie Ooh. Bush, probably Ooh. one of the best athletes I've ever been around as well. I had to say Ooh. it, though. Like, it's phenomenal. Okay. Could do everything. <laughs> that's elite. That's elite company right there, man. Because Reggie, man, Reggie was something else on, uh, on them feet, man. Crazy. It's ridiculous. But more or less, you know, outside of what everyone sees on the football field, could do everything. Like anything I needed to teach him, learned it in one try. Anything, uh, endurance, like a beat test or something, like something that tests a lot of sprinting over and over again killed everybody, you know, strength, killed everybody, speed, killed everybody, like, just did everything really, really well, and Frank is like that, so I'm excited, um, wow, that, that I, being man, that, said, that, yeah, exactly, and that, you know, if, if Frank is able, if things fall in the right place, and Frank's able to get on the court and showcase his athleticism, New Orleans, the city of New Orleans has a lot to be excited about, that's what I would like to say. Wow, I mean, that's, that's all the top, man. I mean, I, I knew um, what I was watching was, you know, was something fantastic. Um, you could tell, you know, he was just different, you know, when it came when it came to his bounce. And I mean, and when you, you know, when you, when you watch Frank talk, when you watch him, you know, how, how he carries himself, he's like a calm dude, like a really, you know, a really nice, humble kid. But, I mean, Very you know, from a, when it comes to a, you know, I don't think most, most fans knew the type of athlete they were getting. You know, when it came to Frank, and, you know, it seems like that work ethic is, you know, is there matching uh, everything that, you know, um, the city wants to see. Yeah. So, shout out to Frank. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. Big man, shout out I mean, to Frank. Listen, I mean, that, that's, man, that's dope, man. Listen, I, bro, I really, really, really you have no idea. I was like 15 minutes getting off late. I had like a meeting with, with all my managers, so I had to get out there. You know, I was like, man, I was like, coach, I'm going to be mad at me. We, you know, you know, I'm late calling them. I had to reschedule for hours. You know, so, man, I really, really appreciate you letting me just have a few minutes of your time, bro. I, I know you're working a busy schedule. Is there anything that yeah, you want to, you know, that you want to pull up? Anything else that you want to throw out there? Anything, you know, you want to throw love to? Yeah, no, nah, just speaking on behalf of, of, of just great people and great people off the court. Uh, Drew Holiday, Frank Jackson, better people than they are athletes, super humble. And, and willing to do anything. You know what I mean? Like, this is just a lot of things that just guys or athletes that I've been around, pro, amateur, high school, doesn't matter, whatever, whatever level, where they just won't do what it takes. And both Drew and Frank are willing to do what it takes and are so coachable 
And the beauty about it is, is Frank looks up to Drew so much that it's just GBG. And GBG is a little phrase that we came up with, AD and I came up with. It's greatness breeds greatness. And what that means is when, when Frank is great, that's going to push Drew to be great. And when Drew's great, that's going to push Frank to be great. And it's just iron sharpens iron type situation. And I feel like that's the type of culture that we're going to try and build in New Orleans. And I feel like it's going to take us, you know, where we need to be. So that's that's really all I wanted to say. And, hey, man, big shout out to you for, for letting me come on and, and, and speak with you, man. I really appreciate it, dog. I really do. Man, I mean, I mean, this is, I mean, this is beyond, beyond, uh, beyond my pleasure, man. Um, <laughs> once again, man, appreciate it, man. You know, we gonna, we gonna, we gonna find a way to link up again at some point. Uh, yo, Absolutely. if you guys have not listened, if you guys have not read, uh, our editor, uh, Oli, uh, look, I'm sorry, Ali, Ali Cassell's, uh, beautiful article that he put together featuring Mike G on Frank Jackson, please, please check it out. It is beyond amazing. Um, and yeah, man. Uh, check out, check out everything. Anything else that we got moving on? I believe uh, he has something else that's taking place tomorrow. Well, tomorrow, I don't know if I'm getting in trouble for saying this, but uh, I'm gonna let him go ahead and, you know, and finish that aspect of it. But yeah, man, it, it was definitely a pleasure. We will do this again. Thank you, my brother. Got this. Hey, man, my pleasure. And uh, let's get after it. Let's get to it. All right, thank you all so much for listening. Again, if you guys like what you're hearing, be sure to retweet this episode, spread the word, rate, subscribe on iTunes, anything you guys can do to help. And again, if you have a suggestion for the podcast, if you have questions, or if you just want to drop a comment on how much you love your Pelicans, follow and drop those comments at Preston Ellis, and we'll put them out on the next pod. But for now, let's go Pels. for listening to the bird calls on the off the glass nothing but net and 555 podcast networks if you like what you're hearing please take a moment to rate us on itunes retweet share with your friends and most importantly subscribe today your home is important that's why geico helps make it easy to save on condo insurance because home is more than just a place home is where you took minimalism too far because there's only one chair in your entire condo and your only entertainment is one card not even a deck of cards but a single card And all your guests have to share one plate and one fork, but you're convinced that less stuff means more freedom. The GEICO Insurance Agency could help protect the overly minimalist broom closet you call home. Call GEICO and see how easy it is to switch and save on condo insurance. Your home is important. That's why GEICO helps make it easy to save on condo insurance. Because home is more than just a place. Home is where you took minimalism too far because there's only one chair in your entire condo and your only entertainment is one card. Not even a deck of cards, but a single card. And all your guests have to share one plate and one fork, but you're convinced that less stuff means more freedom. The GEICO Insurance Agency could help protect the overly minimalist broom closet you call home. Call GEICO and see how easy it is to switch and save on condo insurance.